where your ability ends. And that's why we lift our hands in worship because we're saying, Lord, I surrender to you. I can't fix my situation. I can't fix what I'm going through. But now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory. I wonder, do I have anybody in here that still believes in miracles? I wonder, do I have anybody in here that believes that faith still works and that God still moves in the unseen realm and he's working on your behalf? So this whole season, you'll look up and we put a banner up on the on the back of the church. So every time you woke out, no matter what the enemy tries to do to remind you of the situations going around you, you can look up and say, I serve the God of miracles. Does anybody else serve the God of miracles? Somebody say, expect the great this year. <laughs> expect the great. Today, the word of the Lord is coming from two scriptures, just two, two verses. And it's starting at Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19 in the ESV. And I want you guys to re read this with me. This is going to be the word for the day. Lord, speak your servants. Listen in Jesus name. Let's read it together. Read it. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Today, I want to talk to you about all things new. Give God a hand clap of praise in the building. Let us pray, God. We thank you for your word, and we thank you what you're going to speak to us. Touch our hearts for those that are watching online, God. Touch our hearts for those that are in this building, God. Let your word go forth and be blessed and, and cause us and spark us to action. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Is there anybody that needs a refresher? You may be seated in the presence of God that you need God to do some things in your life. You need God to re renew some situations. You feel like you've gotten a little stale in your faith. You feel like you've gotten a little stale in your life. You feel like you've gotten a little stale in your worship and, and the mundane hum, ho-hum and drum of life has kept you to the point where you've lost your mojo. You've lost your energy. You, you're down in a rut. I come to you this morning to, tell, this morning to let you know that God is waiting for you. God told Abraham, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Many times we give up and we lose our expectation and many people have lost their hope. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. In other words, when you lose hope, you begin to die. You can live so many days without food. You can li live so many days without water. You can even live so many days uh, without several of our bare necessities. You can even live a few minutes without air. There have been people who have drowned and been in water as long as 15 minutes and they have been revived and come back to life. But I've come to you to tell you, you cannot live one second without hope. You've got to have hope to be able to to be able to hold on and keep, as they say, keep on keeping on and to keep pressing. And, and what I'm really saying is that you've got to have faith, Amen. not just mundane faith, but great faith. Everybody say great faith. Because if you need hope, see, faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
It is the evidence of things not seen. In other words, I don't yet see it, Lord. It's not yet manifested in my life, but I believe it because I believe that in the unseen realm, there is an unseen God working out unseen solutions in my situation. And although I can't see it, my miracle is on the way. My help is on the way. My blessing is on the way. I might have to be like Jacob and wrestle with it with a little while, but I don't mind wrestling because I realize that in the end, of course, to God's measures and standards and what he believes, I will win. <laughs> so you can't go far without hope. Without hope, you'll give up. Without hope, you just go listlessly through life if you don't have faith. And I'm sorry to tell you, but many people in the body of Christ no longer have the faith that they profess. Oh, they say that God will make a way. They say that they believe that God will work. And, but when God doesn't work, they give themselves an out. They bow their head and they say, Lord, if it be your will. And what they're really saying is if God doesn't do it, that means that it wasn't my fault. It just wasn't his will. And I don't have to tell somebody that it wasn't my faith. But I've come to tell you that there are many situations in the Bible where Jesus had looked at somebody and said, be it done unto you according to your faith. I've come to declare to you this year that you're going to need some supernatural faith to get where God is calling you to get. You've gotten as far as you can get in the natural. You need God to start working in the super and to put some super on your natural so that you will be able to walk in the blessing that God has for you. This year, this year, we come to this, this scripture of Isaiah, Isaiah, who is considered one of the greatest prophets, Isaiah, who was loved at the first part of his life, Isaiah, who later became persecuted. But Isaiah, who is also a prophet who is later hated because he tells the truth, Isaiah, a prophet who tradition says he's later killed because he loves the truth and he writes the prophecy. And when he writes his prophecy, he gives it to the children of God and the first 40 books of the prophecy are letting them know that you are going to go through a tough time. And there's nothing that you can do to get out of this tough time. You can snap your fingers. You can call the doctors. You can do whatever you want. But this time is ordained for you to go through. And sometimes God will ordain seasons in your life that may not seem fair. They may not seem right. But God is always right. And God is always just. And just because the season is in the storm is going does not mean that God is not working in the storm. For there were disciples down in the boat and those disciples were, were in the middle of a storm. And just because the storm was going did not mean that Jesus was not in the boat. Jesus was in the boat the whole time. And many times they, they said something phenomenal. They went down into the bottom of the boat because they had no faith. And they looked at God and said, carest thou not that we perish? Can anybody be real with me this morning and say, I've said that a couple of times since 2022 that I'm losing loved ones and I'm losing jobs and I'm losing my peace and I'm losing relationships. And it seems like everything is crumbling before my feet. And if you'll be honest, you've looked up to heaven every now and then and told God, carest thou not that we perish? Carest thou not 
that I'm overworked at work because they can't find anybody that'll work. Carry thou not that I'm stressed to the hill. Carry thou not that I can't afford to go get milk at the store anymore. Carry thou not that I'm scared to even go anywhere without somebody sneezing and me trying to turn into Hussein Bolt running the other way. Carry thou not that it seems like every time we get over one virus, something else comes up until we get the Omicron and, 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 and Delta and all the other alphabet. Carry thou not can anybody be honest that you've looked up in life and you said, carest thou not that we perish? Lord, don't you care what we're going through? <laughs> but God doesn't always stop what you're going through because sometimes he can use your storms to be a teachable moment. He can use your trials to be a teachable moment and it becomes less about what the storms are doing on the outside and more about what the storms are producing on the inside. Because after Isaiah begins to talk about in chapter 1 through 40 of the book of Isaiah about all the things that Israel would have to go through and all the things that they would have to suffer, then he flips the script and he begins to tell them of all the wonderful things that God is going to do. I remember the prophet saying in Psalms chapter 30 verse 5, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I've come to tell you today that you may be weeping, but God is calling you to have faith that joy is going to show up in your morning. Joy is going to show up in your situation. You might have to suffer a little while. You might have to go through a few things, but I've come to tell you, don't lose faith in God because just because God is not acting doesn't mean he's not going to. He is going to act. And after a while, Isaiah came down in the book of Isaiah chapter 43, and he begins to speak to the children of God. And that's why our text is today. And there is a word for you today in that text. And he says this, he says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. <laughs> Somebody said, forget the former things. Somebody write in the chat, don't dwell in the past. <laughs> what is he telling them? He's saying, don't live your life based off of your previous disappointments. Yes, you've been in captivity. Yes, you caused it. Yes, there are some things going on in your life, but don't allow it to make your heart hard towards faith and say, just because I have not seen God move in a while, it doesn't mean that he's not going to move because I believe he's going to move. But in order for me to move the way I want to, I can, I'm God, I can do everything, but I want you to get out of your mind that I can't. Oftentimes when Jesus got ready to heal people, he could have healed them, but you'll see him take certain people and put them out of the room. And he'll bring certain people into the room with him that believed in him, that were his close inner circle. I've come to tell you that in 2022, that God's going to give you some new relationships and some new partnerships for people who can believe in faith with you. It's time to let go of those who depend only on the natural. You need some for people that can get a prayer through. You need some people that believe that God can. We don't serve the God of maybes. We serve the God of miracles. 
Somebody needs to hear that. Somebody needs to type that in the chat room. We don't serve the God of maybes. We don't serve the God of possibilities. It said, and my God shall supply your needs according to his riches and his glory. God is not a God of lack. He is a God of more than enough. He's not even a God of just enough. Are you struggling? Why don't you have faith that the God of more than enough has just enough for you? Hallelujah. He tells them don't dwell on the past. Some of us have gotten hardened hearts because of all the disappointments we've had in life. We prayed in faith for God to do things and they didn't work the way that we thought they would work. We prayed for healing for people and now they're gone on the glory and we've been bitter. We prayed for ministries to arise. We prayed for jobs and other things to work and they didn't work out the way we wanted them to and because they didn't work out when we wanted, how we wanted, we lost our faith in God where some of us have even lost our faith in humanity and our hearts have become hard and cynical and we have a church and a world full of folks that come to church, but they don't really believe what they say. Because if they believed it, they would act because the Bible says that faith without works is what? Dead. <laughs> Unbelief will kill faith. And unbelief causes us not to move and not to give action. Next week, we're going to be going out and Terry's going to spearhead that. And we're going to be going and giving blankets and praying for people and giving food to people. And yes, even in the cold, because they're out there and God has called us to minister to them. But if your heart is hard and cynical, you'll find every reason in the world not to come. There are some people who are not in the church right now. They will go to the club every week and the club would shoot up and they would show back up. And the, the virus hasn't stopped them from going to Walmart. The virus hadn't stopped them from going to Home Depot. I'm going to say it today. The virus hadn't stopped them from going everywhere they want to go and the snow won't stop them today. But those who really don't want to serve God and really don't have the faith they need, you'll find every excuse in the world not to serve him. Why? Because your faith is not where it needs to be. God is looking for people who will walk according to faith. If you look along the bottom of this pulpit, it has 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. That's a prescription for the believer, for we walk by faith. We don't walk by the weather, weather channel. We don't walk by the CDC. We don't walk by the White House. With God's people, we walk by faith and not by sight. You can be responsible and still have faith that God will move. But the first thing you got to do is not dwell on the past because the past will get you bitter. The past will kill your faith. Stop dwelling and thinking about all your past failures. They're in the past and you can't go back there and get them. Stop dwelling on the past. Do not forget the former things because God wants to take you somewhere. And I wrote this down and I want to give it to you just how I wrote it. Your past will not write the script of your future. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to know that, that your past will not write the script of your future. Just because it didn't work in that season doesn't mean it won't work in this season. Just because you planted something and it didn't come up in winter doesn't mean that it won't come up in spring. God is telling me to tell somebody, do it again. Do it one more time. Cast your net on the other side of the boat. I know you've been fishing all night and nothing has showed up. My Bible readers will understand that, but do it one more more time. I'm getting ready to do something that no eye has seen and no ear has heard. Hallelujah. 
I declare to you this morning to leave your past failures behind. You can't go back there. You can't change it. So keep your foes, your focus forward. The Lord gave me this to give to you, and I've been meditating on it. And when he said, behold, I'm doing a new thing, he gave me several instructions, and he stopped at the word behold, and I underlined it. Why did I underline it? Because what he's saying when he says, behold, everybody said, pay attention. Somebody said, listen up. I don't know if you know it, but all these things that are happening in our world are not an accident. We serve a sovereign God and his hand is over everything. And it's time for the people of God to start paying attention to the spiritual realm. Turn off CNN and Fox News and turn on some worship music and get in your prayer closet and begin to pray, pray to God and seek his face. Because no matter what news network you go to, they got their own agendas and they're going to give you their lie. So tap into the source and God can give you some truth. God will let you know spiritually some things that are going on in the realm that other people will not know if you believe and trust by faith. He says, behold, I am doing a new thing. This is the second instruction right there. Everybody read it together. Pay attention. Have a heightened awareness. See things in the spirit. Not only are we doing 21 days of prayer, but we're doing 21 days of fasting. I'm calling the entire assembly to a fast. Because when the church does it in prayer, they also do it in fasting. I'm calling the church to a fast because it's time for us to go beyond the norm. If you always do what you always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. But God is looking for some people who are willing to go beyond the norm. You say you want supernatural blessings where you can't give mediocre worship. You say you want supernatural blessings, but you can't give mediocre devotion. God is looking for somebody who has his heart and is wanting to bless his name and is willing to give a sacrifice for him. God is not looking for people that he has to beg to come to church. God is looking for people that we have to beg to stop coming because they love him just that much. People that are called back to him. Why is it important that he's doing this new thing? Because if you are not paying attention and your expectations are not raised, you will reject the promise of God. He is saying, I am doing a new thing. Why do we need to know that? Because when you get used to a situation, the comfort of familiarity will keep you trapped in that situation like a warm bed on a cold morning. Some people weren't able to get out of the bed this morning because there was snow on the ground and there was warmth in their blanket and they they could not fight the warmth to get out. How many of you know that sometimes your bad situations are the same? You've gotten so comfortable in them, you don't want to fight to get out of them. You've gotten comfortable with failure. You've gotten comfortable with disappointment. You've gotten comfortable with having doubt. You've gotten comfortable with having unbelief. And God wants to get you out of your comfort zone. I went to the movies with a friend and we saw this movie. And this young lady kept saying something. And I'm going to paraphrase what she said. But it actually denotes the mindset of the believer and many people in Christ today and over the world. She said, in a, in a sense, if you expect disappointment, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> 
In other words, I'm not going to believe anything good is going to happen to me. That way, when something bad happens to me, it won't hurt me as bad. But that says I don't have faith and I don't believe in a God that can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. I'm going to honor God by saying, Lord, I believe that you can do everything and everything that I ask you for according to your will and your promise. I'm believing by revelation that it's going to manifest in the name of Jesus. We've got to get back to a point of boldness where we declare the word of truth and we believe God and stop trying to reason ourselves out of blessing. Stop trying to reason ourselves out of what God is doing. Reason works in the natural realm and it has a place, but God is not just in the natural realm. God is in the supernatural realm. So there is a place for the believer where reason ceases and God takes over. It's not reasonable to say that a man could walk on the water, but when you have a supernatural God, it's just a piece of cake. It may not be reasonable to say that God will heal you of a terminal illness, but when you get out of the, soup, the natural and get over into the super and you say that God is by his stripes, I am healed, it becomes a piece of cake because you receive the promises that God has because the Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen. I wish I had somebody in here who lived long enough to know that God will do what he said he would do. Uh, the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. <laughs> He's not the son of man that he should change his mind. If he said it, will he not do it? It's not because he won't do it. Sometimes it's because we won't believe. The Bible says that Jesus went into his own area to heal people and he can only heal a few people. And it wasn't because he didn't have the capacity, but their faith would not pull on his anointing. The Bible said because of their own belief, they could only heal a few people. I'm looking for two or three people, five or six, 15 or 20 in this church that are willing to pull on the faith of God and believe for things that will boggle the mind. Is there anybody in here who's ready to believe that? 2022 will be better than 2020 and 2021 put together. God is looking for a people of faith. He's not looking for a people of retreat. Hallelujah. And if you've had a stony and a cynical heart, I've got a word for you. When you leave home and go home, pull up Isaiah chapter 36, 26. <coughs> it will read the promise that he wrote, he wrote to Israel. And I will take out the stony heart and I will replace it with a heart of flesh. Will you believe today? Will you give God your stone, stony heart? Not only did he tell me to pay attention, but number two, he said, I am doing a new thing. Somebody say, I am doing. This is the third instruction. If they have it, I want us to read it together. It says, stay close to God. Everybody read it together. There they go. Stay close to God. He is doing a new thing. He kept saying, I am to me. And what, what did that mean? I am. And he brought up in my heart, I am the vine and you are the branches. You can't get the blessing that God has if you are not connected to him. You've got to stay close to him, which means that if you really want God to move in this season, you're going to have to be close in prayer. 
You're going to have to be close in fasting. You're going to have to be close in worship. God is not looking for a pity pat prayer. He's not, he's not looking for people who will show up to prayer, pray 10 minutes, and then have a conversation the rest of the time. He's looking for people who are focused, people who will come in, and that's for people all over America, prayer teams all over America. It's time for us to revive prayer again and to make prayer what it needs to be because the world is, is protected by the prayers. The Bible says that the fervent, affectionate prayers of the righteous, they avail as much. Stop blaming the government and get on your knees. Stop blaming everybody else and get on your knees. Stop blaming crime and get on your knees. Stop blaming the economy and get on your knees and turn the finger from this way and point it this way and say, Lord, I haven't been praying like I needed to pray. But in 2022, my, I'm going to give you the best of my spiritual life. He says, stay close to me. God is seeking those who are looking for a deeper level of spiritual connection. And to receive what he has for you, you must have your ear tuned to listen. Somebody say he'll come in the whisper. Yeah. The book of 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 to 13. I don't know if they have that up there, but they do. We're going to head and read it. read it with me. It said, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Now, we're going to stop right there because a lot of times preachers all on, in every pulpit are going to say God is going to do a new thing. He's doing great things. And what we, the first thing we do is we look for big, magnificent things for the Lord to do. We look as soon as we come out of here, we're energized and we're waiting for 100, 100 extra members. We look at a thousand extra members and all, all these things to be, be, be provided. Pull that scripture back up. We're going to continue to read. So I want you to know that God is going to pass by. Somebody said God is passing by. Then it said, let's read. It says, then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Hallelujah. <laughs> After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Oh, Jesus. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Hallelujah. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said unto him, what are you doing here, Elijah? I've come to tell you, stop looking for the miraculous in big packages. You've been in this room worshiping for an hour. Not one second have you thought that you were breathing in and out. That's miraculous. The biggest miracle of all, guess what? It's come because your black soul has been saved by the red blood of Jesus Christ through faith. It always takes faith for miracles. And because you believe by grace through faith, you have received a what? Miracle. I've come to tell you that God may not come with a siren this time, that the Lord may come in a whisper. And that's why it's important for us to be in prayer. That's why it's important for us to be focused on the Lord in this season, because when he gives us an instruction, it may not be loud. And if everything in our house is turned to level 15 and God is whispering at level two, we will miss the instruction of the Lord. 
I've come to tell you that some of the most influential times in my life have not come from a big, big, large, gargantuan event. They have come in the whisper and a small, still voice. They have come from the leading of the Holy Spirit. We've got to learn to start leaning on the Holy Spirit more than we lean on our intellect, more than we lean on our witty ideas, that we've got to learn to listen. He might tell you to do some things that seem out of place, but I've come to tell you that in this season, God may come in a whisper. Somebody say in a whisper. Will you be able to hear him when he comes? Jesus. The last two things that he gave to Israel in this particular passage that I want to deal with today is he says, I am making a way in the wilderness. Pull up instruction number four. This is a prophetic thing for us today. Everybody, let's read it. Expect God to move in unusual places, the less traveled path. See, he's making a way where there is no way. Nobody's traveling to the wilderness. Nobody's putting on their sunscreen and suntan lotion to go hang out with the jackal and the ox and, and the cobra and the serpent. Nobody's going into the wilderness because the wilderness doesn't look like their supply and abundance. Nobody's going, everybody's going this place or that place, but sometimes God will have you in a ministry and you'll say, why am I in this ministry? It doesn't seem like it's big and booming. God is saying, I'm going to bless you in a place that seems unlikely if you would just trust me and not go by what you see, but start to go by what you believe. Stop going by what you feel. We walk by faith, not by sight. God doesn't work in your feelings. He works by faith. Well, I feel like I have no purpose. Nobody asked you what you felt. He asked you to what? Believe. I, be, I, I, I feel like God's not moving. If he was moving, maybe there'd be 10,000 people in the auditorium. And because it is, I don't feel like I'm doing something great. If you save one soul, the angels in heaven rejoice. So if you make your goal to save one soul this year, you've done more than many have. Stop looking for the Lord to show up in the mountain. Stop looking for him to show up in the earthquake and listen for the whisper and say, any way you bless me, Lord. Any way you desire side for me to be used, I'm going to be used. And look for God this year to work in unusual places. He says, I'm making a way in the wilderness. Where I grew up, they would say, he's a God that'll make a way out of nowhere. Are you in a situation? Are you at a stalemate in your life or in your ministry or in your prayer life and you feel like you can't go forward? Well, I've come to tell you, you're just in the right place. Because we serve a God who specializes in making ways in the wilderness. Sometimes the wilderness experience is just to see how long you're going to be faithful. Not for him. He knows. He knows the beginning for the end. But he's trying to work something out in you. Will you work for five like you want? Will you will work for 500? Will you be faithful for 100 well, like you'll be faithful for, for 10,000? Will you be faithful for 300 like you would for 30,000? Will you work and be faithful for what I've called you to and believe by faith because I'm trying to get something down deposited on the inside of you? Stop working by what you see and start working by what my word says. God can do all things if only you will. Believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I'm making a way in the wilderness. Expect me to move in unusual places. God is saying to us today, the less, somebody said the less traveled path. Stop trying to be a cheap imitation of everybody else. Listen to what God is saying and do what he's calling you to do. Stop trying to copy every church, every ministry. Stop trying to copy every business owner and listen to what God has for you because he has something unique for you. According to his purpose for you, which leads back ultimately always to his glory and not ours. A place where it looks like provisions shouldn't exist. He's making a way where there is no way. He's sending you to a place where you have no choice but to walk by faith. There are some visions God has given, given us and we have no choice but to walk by faith. I, I, I was talking to Brother Dave and the Brother Bob about some things and the things that we hope to accomplish. And the Lord put on my mind to write down everything. And, 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 uh, and I said, Lord, that's, that's a huge number. And the Lord said, all I need you to do, ask 20 people for $20 a week, give a pledge. And when I, I said, but Lord, what if they don't want to give it? And then he said, just try it. And now I'm talking to Brother Bob. Brother Bob said, shoot, I, I, I blow more than that. I give you 25. And I was talking to a friend that doesn't even go to this church, telling them what the Lord was, was putting on my heart. And, I, and I, I said, I know it seems silly, but I know I heard the Lord tell me, tell 20 people to give $20 a week for 52 weeks of the year. And the small things that we're trying to do, he'll be able to do abundantly of it. And he, in the middle of our conversation, he said, what's your cash up? God's going to have you to do some things this year that don't make sense. He's going to ask you to do some things that by the natural look foolish. He's going to make a way in the wilderness if you will have the faith to believe. Is there anybody in here who has the faith to believe that God is making a way in your wilderness right now? Somebody listening under the sound of my voice is struggling with addiction right now and you're in the wilderness and you cannot see your way out. You tried rehab. You tried every natural resource in the world but I've come to let you know that God can supernaturally do what the natural can that he's able to do it if you would just trust him and believe. The last instruction that I'm going to let you all go today. Instruction number five. Everybody read that with me. It says this. I'm giving you provision and in an unlikely place. Expect God to move in unexpected areas. Provision will come in places that look unlikely. I wasn't expecting that person. I was expecting to come to the congregation and say, hey, I need 20 people to give me $20 a week. And by the way, some people from Wednesday night have already written that pledge. If you, if you can pledge that above your giving and above your tithes, that's, that's a vision pledge for the vision. If you can do that, great. But guess what? Even if you don't, and I hope you do, I'm looking for God to bless us from unlikely sources. I'm looking for God to do things that boggle the mind. The things that we want to do here are not huge by any stretch of the imagination. If you're in the ministries that are listening to me by Facebook right now, you think those things are big, but they are small for God. And God is ready to move in unlikely places. Somebody say, I've received that. <laughs> oh, somebody didn't believe that. Anybody that honestly believe that and say, I can receive that today. Give God a hand clap if you receive that. He says, I'm sending provision where it doesn't 
belong. Why is a wasteland a wasteland? Because there's no water in it. So there will be no water in the wasteland. And God is sending provision where there is none. Some of you have a vision for your life and what God has for you to do. And it's not a self-centered, narcissistic vision. It's to fulfill the plan and purpose of God in your life. But you don't have the provision. But I've come to tell you that God never gives you a vision without giving you the provision. But you've got to watch it. You've got to walk towards it. I often tell people this, and we're about to close. I say, faith is like the grocery store door. And people look at me strange, and I say, you got to understand what I mean. When you walk in the Sam's Club or Costco or Best Buy or wherever you're going to go, you walk towards that door, and if you just stand back and look from the, from the observation, it would look crazy. Because most people that walk towards doors, when you walk towards the sanctuary door this morning, you held out your hand to open the door. But you see people walking towards the door with their hands in their pockets. Looks crazy to me. For somebody who's going to need to open the door to keep walking toward the door with his hands in his pocket. And as a matter of fact, it seems like the closer to the door they get, they don't stop. They speed up walking towards the door, but the door is not opening. And then all of a sudden the door opens. What are you trying to tell us? The reason God hasn't been opening doors in your life is because you've been standing on the other side of the parking lot. But when you get enough faith to start walking toward that door and you get in the vicinity where it's needed, God's going to open unexpected doors for you. God's going to make unexpected ways for you. When you begin to walk by faith, and you don't even have to take your hands out of your pocket. You're not going to have to labor. But if you'll trust God and just do what he tells you to do, God is going to open the door when you walk that way. <laughs> Some of you are cursing closed doors in your life. Don't curse the closed door. Walk toward it. And just because he doesn't open it when you get to it, sometimes you got to stand there by faith and say, I'm waiting on this door. Now, you got to be able to listen to the whisper because God may tell you, I got a door over here and you stand it over there. I need you to step over here. But you got to be able to have enough faith that God's going to open the door that is right for me. We serve the God of miracles. God is saying to his people today, believe. All things are possible. Just believe. God's going to fill our church again. Just believe. COVID won't have the last say. God, he's going to give us every resource that we need. Just believe. He's already got the people designed and sent to the side who have the resources necessary to bless us and help us do what we need to do. We're going to start building by faith. Brother Bob's already got a building project he's working on. We're looking at some other stuff I'm talking about brother uh, to Brother Dave. If you, if you want to do a vision pledge, that's fine. But guess what? We're going to walk by faith. Because God will make the provision. Uh, everything we've done at this church has been by faith. We stood back there where Brother Bob is standing a long way away. That's a long way back there. And I looked at Brother Dave one day and I said, Brother Dave, we need a stage. Brother Dave said, yep. I said, Brother Dave, do we have any money extra for a stage? He said, nope. I said, guess what we're going to do? He said, what? I said, we're going to build a stage. 
the stage I'm standing on. That may seem something like something small, but what God put in my heart as we begin to walk toward it, it began to manifest and God began to make provision where we weren't even looking for it. And people we weren't even looking to help started coming to help. And before you know it, this stage was manifested in front of us. Let that be a small example of what God is calling you to do today. Walk toward the door. Walk toward it with an expectation that it's going to open because we used to have a saying where I was in Mississippi. We said prayer is the key, but faith unlocks the door. Is there anybody that's ready for God to unlock the door in your life? He specializes in unlocking doors. We serve the God of miracles. We serve the God who makes all things new. Listen for the whisper. Get connected to God. Look for blessings in unlikely places. Look for ways in the wilderness. Trust him. And every day you leave this sanctuary, Look up at that sign that we serve the God of miracles. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you're making a way out of no way. We thank you that you're making miracles. Even in the wilderness, even in the middle of a pandemic, even in the middle of all sorts of things and unrest, God, you're moving and we believe and trust that you will continue to move by faith. Lord, we thank you for it right now. If you believe, God, will you just signify by raising your hand just a symbol of your faith that I believe the report of the Lord. Raise it, raise it high. Nobody's looking our heads down, but just, just to say, I declare to you, Lord, if you're looking online, put, put, a, put an emoji in the chat or a fire, whatever you want to do just to say, I believe. Somebody write, I believe. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I believe all things are possible. Just believe this year we're going to walk by faith. This year we're going to move by faith. We're just and we're justified by the word of God. And Lord, your word said that the just shall live by faith. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're going to do. We're ready to receive. Teach us to listen for the whisper as we consecrate ourselves in fasting and prayer. We believe it and receive it in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus we pray. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Clap your hands and give God praise as Brother Dave comes.